Hello everyone, welcome back to Food for Thought. I'm Catherine. And I'm Emily. And today we have another guest episode, which I'm very excited about. I'm here with, we're here with (laughs) my friend Maddie Georgopoulos, who I actually went to elementary school and high school with. And I feel like we haven't actually chatted in so long or seen each other. We've just recently sort of been talking from Instagram and your like health page and our podcast account. So I'm very excited to record this with you. So thanks for coming on. Um, If you want to give just like a little introduction about yourself, feel free to whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Um, Yeah, my name is Maddie. I'm actually living in BC in Victoria right now. So um, yeah, it's been a hot minute since I've chatted with you. I know. It's been so long. I honestly haven't seen anyone in so long from home. But um, yeah, I came out here for school for uh, kinesiology at Kamosin College and just finishing up this year. So really exciting stuff. But um, yeah, I... I mean, being on this podcast, you know, I have an extensive history with this kind of stuff with health and wellness. And, um, you know, growing up, I, I grew up with my mom was a bodybuilder and uh, my parents are just very active, healthy, fit people. So um, health in our house was a huge thing and, and a huge topic. Um, and yeah, I grew up doing competitive baton twirling for uh, 14 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, that played a huge role in everything, and mm-hmm. uh, it kind of changed a lot of the, tra- the trajectory of my life, um, and I did, you know, a bit of dance as well in the early years, and then I kind of decided to stick with baton a bit more, um, and my my aunt is a professional circus performer, so I started doing circus performing and training when I was like three, and then performing in like uh, events and festivals and busking and stuff like that um, from a pretty young age. Um, So all in all, I've been like just a really um, active, you know, healthy lifestyle kind of person. Mm -hmm. So honestly, it kind of consumed my life. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say it's like home life, but also your... (laughs) home life but also like when you're outside of the house too it seemed like that's kind of like your life revolved around health and like exercise slash movement and everything yeah I always like I remember growing up with you at school like we were in fitness classes together but I totally forgot that you did baton but that was such a huge part of I guess like who you were and like a lot of people knew that you did baton because you did it at our elementary school for a bit like I guess that's where you practice I think I remember um but yeah, when that's like part of your everyday life, it becomes part of like your identity. Mm-hmm. And then that's one of the only things that you kind of like know in life. And I feel like that's how attachment starts and sort of that like addictive behavior. Yeah. Um, but I guess one of the big things that I wanted you to talk about today was I think I saw one of your posts on your um, health and wellness account about how health has looks differently for you over the years and how you've grown like over the past couple years to where you are now and yeah I mean talk about whatever you want but just kind of like illuminating like the journey that you've had and any struggles you've had or any you know successes you've had over the past year or so um but yeah just go for it whatever you want to share yeah 
Yeah. So yeah, I made a post about kind of like what health means to me now and kind of how that changed. Um, I mean, growing up, I didn't really know, but I had an eating disorder and exercise addiction, all that stuff. So um, yeah, so it was just a very like, you know, growing up was a very, um, it, everything revolved around health and just, you know, doing things that are good for your body. Um, so my idea then was like, if you eat right and you're exercising constantly and you're, um, you know, just taking care of yourself in that way, then you're a healthy person and mm -hmm. you will thrive and you will, you know, have all the good things in your life and be feeling good all the time. Um, and you'll be viewed in a way that like you are doing good and you are a better person for it. Mm -hmm. um, and this is all just like kind of what I took away from what I was taught and kind of how I, um, how I viewed it and what my point was on it. Over the last, I think, two years, especially, my view on it has completely shifted and it was just like an entire uh, mindset change. I feel mm -hmm. like it all revolved around my mindset. So yeah, I started looking at health as more of a an all-encompassing idea and it's so much more um subjective than I thought it was um yeah. like very black and white like you eat clean you exercise and um you know you show the world that you're happy um and then I hit a really low point where um I was just like losing weight like crazy I was just really unhappy, to be honest, and um, the people in my life were really, you know, scared for me, and I see I was struggling, and I mean, I have a great support system, so that, that was a huge thing for me, um, and so I started seeing, like, professionals and getting help and stuff like that, and, and um, it helped me kind of see how health is never just going to be one thing and it's never going to be so simple as eating well and exercising it mm -hmm. care of your mind so much as taking care of your body and yeah. that's something that I live by and stand by and preach and um I find that for me now I know a lot of people can't necessarily take like extensive periods of time off of training and you know can't necessarily have like constant cheat days quote-unquote cheat days um but for me it's so important because it, it helps kind of keep me in check of like okay how am I doing how am I feeling around um you know not being able to exercise every day and as long as I get moving in that's all that matters yeah um, yeah and as long as I am able to you know practice mindfulness and meditate and and just do good things for myself to make me happy like sitting and reading or even just spending time with my friends like sometimes that will trump you know having that really clean healthy meal or going to the gym that day yeah no I totally agree and I feel like we're kind of told that you're healthy if you work out every day and eat healthy every day. Like, obviously that's just 
not the case. Like we all know that health is so much more than what you eat and how you move your body. Like there's so many different aspects and really you might not be healthy if you're eating fully quote unquote clean and only quote unquote healthy foods and working out every day. Like that isn't healthy for everyone. No. And it's funny because the periods where I was eating like clean quote unquote and working out every day, I was probably like the most unhappy that I ever was. And if your happiness isn't in check and your mental health isn't stable and you're not in like a good mental state, then what's even the point of doing all of those things that are supposed to make you happy if you're not actually reaping the benefits of it. And I think like, that's what a lot of people have learned over the past year or so. I feel like with COVID, a lot of people started realizing like what's actually important, like the little things you can do for yourself to work on your mental health. But I think that's when I started actually reaping the benefits of, um, you know, eating healthy and working out when I took a step back and I started prioritizing my mental health and learning really how to balance my life and Mm -hmm. learning that I don't need to do these things every single day because it's just not going to fulfill me in the way that it should. It's hard when you get like the praises from everyone around you being like, oh, like you're so fit for going to the gym every day. You're so healthy for having a salad for lunch every day. It's just like those things are what kind of like push you to keep going further and stuff, which like obviously isn't like in the moment. Yeah. Like it feels great that people are like, oh, you're so amazing and all this, but that can become addictive and create the cycle. And then you're just become obsessive over it and can't stop, which is when it leads to an issue. And that's a a great point to make too, is I feel like I was getting a lot of that praise in, especially in high school, like when you go out for lunch and people would be getting like McDonald's or, you know, whatever it was that they were going to eat that day. And I was like, very much not about to participate in that because Mm -hmm. I had the idea that like all like junk food or, you know, fast food was super unhealthy. And then I would get that praise of, like oh you're so you're so healthy like how can you how can you come here and not eat anything or not like um you know just not be um like enticed to eat anything and I'm like yeah mm-hmm. I love the praise you know and I feel like that creates that sense of uh need for for praise and for re- uh like reinforcement that you're doing the right thing mm-hmm. and then that carried out to the rest of my life that like I always needed that reassurance that um I was doing what you know everyone should be doing quote unquote yeah I was doing things that were desirable Mm -hmm. Uh, such a toxic mentality and it took me a long time to get out of that and to even notice that that was something that I that I felt but yeah that was uh the praise aspect of it is really hard and I I definitely try to watch what I say now to the other people and just be very mindful and selective with the language that I use yeah totally especially when it comes to like looks and you know the the physical aspect of you and anything to do with health I'm just like I try very hard to be as selective and careful as Mm -hmm. I can to like trigger anything for anyone or um just like that unhealthy mentality yeah I feel like yeah I just have one thing um 
kind of like instead of like praising necessarily I found myself like when my friends are going in the gym or whatever I'm like oh like have fun have a good workout and I'm like yeah. trying to say things that are like not necessarily like oh my god so good of you for going and we're just yeah. like have fun enjoy yourself and like I don't know if it actually like maybe it helps them but well I, I think know. I think it's a good thing to say because like you're supposed to have fun at the gym exactly like you should be enjoying your workouts and maybe if someone's struggling and they're going to the gym for the wrong reasons and they're doing these like workouts that are making them miserable instead of you know uplifting them and giving them like the benefits of working out that's probably like a good reminder to tell people like have fun and then they kind of like click in their head like oh am I actually having fun and then Mm -hmm. you know see if it's like a problem or not something they have to work on but I like what you said earlier about like taking those days to not work out or taking Mm -hmm. those like quote-unquote cheat days or whatever and I feel like that's good because it keeps you in check to see like am I doing this for the right reasons? Am I anxious when I stop working out? Am I anxious about eating this meal? I might not eat all the time. Mm -hmm. And that kind of like brings you back to reality and makes you think like, okay, like, do I have to change anything in my life? Should I be incorporating more balance? And yeah, I feel like we get so sucked into like a routine of like eating the same things and working out the same way. And I just feel like it's always good to like, just change it up all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. It honestly, it does keep me in check. It gives me a good idea of like where I'm at in the moment. And then, um, because I sometimes I'll, I'll like fall or I'll catch myself kind of falling back into my old habits and old mm-hmm. um, mentalities that mm-hmm. I don't even realize it because it became such a, uh, a normal, constant thing for me to have those feelings and think those things and do those things that I didn't even think about it for so long. And um, it's becoming a lot more apparent and easy for me to catch that now, which is really cool because it just shows how much my self-awareness has improved. Um, and even just to be able to like go back to, I'm a psychologist, so we um, we meet every now and then. Um, you know, I don't, I don't need to see her as much as I, I did before, but um, I'll be able to actually go to her and be like, this is like my life <laughs> right now yeah you know how I'm feeling day to day but then when I have my off days I already know exactly how I'm doing and, and where I am and sometimes I'll be able to go back and be like hey can you have rekindled for me I've been using the skills that we talked about and whether they are or not working so I think that's really important just to be able to have that real um more in-depth and honest um you know observation of yourself mm-hmm. yeah and like when I think back to how I like kind of consider what I consider to be healthy and health like when I was really sick I like felt that I was never allowed to have like quote-unquote bad foods or like unhealthy foods whereas like now I define health as like balance and like I have dessert basically every single night and like for me that's healthy and that's when I feel my best mm-hmm. and just like I think it's crazy how things can change because I think a lot of people believe that health is this one thing and there's only one way to live a healthy life, but it's so individual and so different for everyone. Yeah. What would you say, like, it's like very grand question, but like, I guess now where you are like today in your life, what would you say like health looks like to you? Health to me looks like being able to live your life without fear coming Mm -hmm. from 
external sources about how it's going to affect you. So yeah. being able to, you know, go out with friends, do all the stupid, crazy things that you do in your 20s or at whatever point in your life you are. Being able to skip days of the gym and, yeah. and not feel like you set yourself back. It's, it's being able to have scary negative things happen to you or thoughts happen and come out of it okay and yeah. not like ruin you you know I feel like I feel like it's, it's a lot about controlling your mind in the sense that you don't spiral um, mm-hmm. when quote-unquote bad things happen or what what you perceive to be um detrimental I think, yeah, I think it's funny because like, it's ironic, like we shouldn't be working out like physically every day, but it's so important to like work out your mind, like working out mentally. And I think like the more scary things that happen to you strengthen your mind and like the more you're able to handle them the next time they might come up. So I think like for someone, I guess, like just taking the example of like fear foods and like maybe you're recovering from you know, orthorexia or an eating disorder, I think it's so important to like bring those scary things into your life, Mm -hmm. eat those fear foods because it's only going to strengthen your mind next time and like the next time to come. Um, Yeah, no, I agree. And it's like, if you stay doing the same thing all the time, your mind's never going to be able to be challenged and you're going to be so used to like what you do on a day-to-day basis that it's going to be so much harder to like challenge yourself. It's important to do something small every single day, even if it's like, adding an extra tablespoon of peanut butter, whatever, like small things, like going for a shorter walk or just like anything like that. Yeah. So true. I feel like that's such a good point to make and like see yourself back into it. Because I mean, for me, a huge part of, of why I struggled so much for so long is my mentality was all or nothing. And like, I even still catch myself being that way sometimes now, but same Mm-hmm. either are going to the gym and you're there for two hours and you're crushing out like an 800 calorie burning workout mm-hmm. and um and you're eating well all day every day and kind of moving away from that mentality was super important but if I had like a really bad Tuesday I'd be like okay well I can't start again till Monday so that was it that was a huge thing for me was learning like that's not true <laughs> yeah no a lot of people have that mentality I think I think like especially the weekends yeah I feel like day to weekend it's the same with like being productive and like working a nine-to-five job it's like work 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 Monday to Friday then the weekend comes and you go all in and you like drink so much and you eat whatever you want and then you feel like shit and you're like okay let's restart on Monday and do the same thing over again Mm -hmm. and it's like what's the point of that because you're going from being super strict and feeling like you're boxed into this like routine you have to follow and then all of a sudden you're like out of the box and you're wild and like there's just no balance Mm -hmm. so I think that's definitely a big thing that I had to do I had to start implementing more like just like making my Saturday the same day as like a Wednesday Mm -hmm. like a Wednesday can be the same as a Sunday like you can do the same things on any day of the week absolutely I think you have to 
have got preconceived ideas at the weekend is meant for, you know, doing all the things that you can't quote unquote do. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think that that was a, a big part too in, in my eating disorder too of like I I would like binge purge or strip. And so then that carried out the rest of my life of like, you know, you do everything really hard all at once. And then if you don't do it well enough, then you purge everything and you just let go of everything. And then you stop and you restrict and you kind of cut things out. Um, so that was something that it took a long time for me to realize that, that I did that in my life. Um, but once I did, it was a lot easier to um, kind of find that balance of, you know, you don't have to be doing everything. You don't have to be working out twice a day and then training five hours um, at night for baton and then, you know, eating all the things. Yeah, I think that there are so many people out there who are kind of like stuck in almost like the binge restrict cycle, purge cycle. Like, I know I've talked to a lot of people about this and how during the day it's like they don't want to eat more because at night they eat so much. And then the next day they just keep restricting themselves or purging. And then it's like the same cycle. But it's like, if you want to stop eating so much at night and binging, you need to start eating more throughout the day because like that's crazy what, concept. Yeah, I know. Weird. <laughs> I don't know like I I remember I like was when I was going through my eating disorder I never really experienced binging or anything but I was just like scared that the earlier I started eating the more I'd eat throughout the day and that's why I like push my meal times and stuff but like that's just the opposite mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of people just don't believe that if they eat more during the day they won't eat as much at night because they still they're gonna binge at night even if they eat throughout the day no it's it's so wild and like and yeah, I did the exact same thing when I was really struggling. Like I wouldn't eat and I wouldn't eat and I wouldn't eat like hoping that I could like have this tiny window of where I actually gave myself food. And then I find myself like starving, going to bed. I wouldn't be able to sleep. And then maybe I'd wake up and like eat a whole bag of like, or a whole box of like cereal or something. And then I'd feel terrible. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing happened the next day. And it's just, it's so crazy. <laughs> like who told us that we couldn't eat breakfast? It's yeah. just like, I don't know. It's like, so all of these influencers out there, I feel like have a huge role in like the fitness influencers and health influencers. Like I did a project on this and how like, because social media is like a huge form of popular culture. It's like anything that these influencers do, even if they're not professionals, maybe they have a huge following. Like people are going to listen to them, which is just mm -hmm. like, not how would you go? <laughs> um, yeah, so I just, I think it's crazy that we, we like throw out all the information and all the knowledge that we get from reputable sources and we replace it with what these influencers are telling us and yes they might have good sources like professionals that they use for themselves but um it doesn't mean that what their professionals are telling them is also going to work for you and it doesn't mean that you know that's information that um that is wholeheartedly true not mm -hmm. just that people lie but they don't have all the facts right especially mm -hmm. if you haven't studied those those areas of expertise um for me i had to actually unfollow like pretty much all of the influencers that i followed yeah so. and i think like i mean my take on it is that 
we believe these influencers so much because of maybe their looks and maybe they have some sort of like quote unquote ideal body type that we're trying to search for and we see that ideal body type or whatever they have that we might want and we equate that with what they're saying to be true because if they're saying this works for them and this is the right thing to whatever we think that oh if we do that we'll look like them Mm -hmm. that's just like the way our brains have worked over the past I don't know like the past years where social media has become so prevalent and I think like more recently influencers are starting to become more aware of that and I guess if people are posting like what I eat in a day videos or whatever they'll say at the beginning they'll give a disclaimer being like just to disclaim like this is the way I eat if you eat this way you're not going to look like me because everyone eats differently and they have different body types and we can't all do the same workouts and eat the same things and look the same Mm -hmm. way at the end of the day like that's just not yeah how science works like we're all made genetically different and I think that's like the most important thing to remind ourselves of is you have to find what works for you what type of foods like resonate with you and like everyone is going to be different Mm -hmm. so the comparison like doesn't even matter in the long run because it's just it's not gonna give you the benefits of really anything yeah like regardless of what you do you won't be able to like change your body to look exactly like another person there's definitely some influencers who you know preach like a certain like way of living and lifestyle that does resonate with a lot of people like I have some favorite influencers who I've really um admired and like appreciated for their like like mindset and like view on life and I think that's so okay like you're allowed to have influencers that you love and like you admire and you look up to I think it just you have to be careful about what you believe and how that can like become controlling in your day-to-day life I guess absolutely even like you know a couple points to touch on that like when I was going through my exercise addiction I would literally look up like model workouts literal workouts that models did and because I was just like I what like why am I so you know muscular and you know why is this my body type I must not be doing the right things and I knew I know I was educated on this really young I know that my body type is different from other people's and my body processes things differently my metabolism is different everything for every person is different we're all little snowflakes (laughs) you know like there's not one alike and for me me to be going and being like if I do this workout that like Bella Hadid is doing I'm going to come out of it looking like her yeah yeah <laughs> no chance so that was something that I kind of worked through but um it's it's crazy how much we let it impact us and and not that we do it to ourselves but how much how much power it has over us yeah health and fitness and ourselves yeah Mm -hmm. I'd say like even at my strongest mindset like I'd say I'm like a very strong place right now but I even have those days where you know you're mindlessly scrolling and then all of a sudden you start going down this like deep dark hole oh yeah I catch myself starting to think about like oh my god like I haven't been doing the right workouts I haven't been eating the right way I have to do this I have to do this and I'm like whoa like chill like take a step back like remove yourself remove the external sources that are making you think that way Mm -hmm. because you're not supposed to think that way like we're not 
made to always be questioning ourselves like we should be working with ourselves and like our bodies are like designed to like signal us what we're supposed to be doing and like what feels good to us and what doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. and like we're not supposed to be always on this like like this feeling of stress of like needing to do the next thing and the next thing and like it's just yeah it's it can spiral like so quickly before you know it I think it's important for people to know that like even if you are recovered and in a good spot you're like you have bad days and that's okay because you like now have the skills to like get through the bad days and to Mm -hmm. cope with that because obviously you're no one's going to live a hundred percent perfect life and everyone's going to experience some struggles which is like normal and okay yeah um what was I going to ask you I would say what like obviously we've all grown over the years but what would you say um like were the biggest things that helped you kind of come out of that like eating disorder exercise addiction and just like toxic place to where you are now so honestly the I would say the two biggest things for me were working with professionals and Mm -hmm. having a support system if I didn't have those two things I absolutely would not be where I am today I feel like if you try to do it on your own um you know without professionals or support it's so I feel like it would have been for me so much more detrimental because Mm -hmm. I would have gone about things still in that mindset still in that mentality and I would have implemented even worse (laughs) um habits and thought processes and stuff like that. So um, for me to have people who supported me and loved me and and reminded me that I am worth all the good things and you know everything that just kind of helped me get through it, I was able to, you know, kind of rely on them a little bit more for um, you know, reminding me of that rather than constantly having to be so on myself about like you know you have this negative thought you have to you know um, like replace it with a positive one mm-hmm. able to help me out with that a little bit yeah and also just like check me and <laughs> make me check myself when yeah. I'm a little bit in denial about where I'm at mm-hmm. um you know we never really think we're as bad as we are when you're in that really deep dark place of eating disorders and, and all that kind of stuff um so that was super helpful and then of course working with professionals is so important um they're trained educated they've worked most of their uh, careers on getting where they are and and helping people like you um come out of these situations Mm -hmm. so they're fully qualified and they know exactly what they're doing and they know exactly what you need um and it also like allows you to rely more on them rather than having to be like, okay, these are the things that I need to do. And how do I think about um, ways to navigate this? Mm-hmm. Um, just do that for, or have someone help you through that is huge. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, what was your name? Like, I just had a I was just gonna say like very quickly like I think thank you for saying that and sharing that because I think a lot of people think that they have to do it on their own and they feel this like weight on their chest like this is my journey to like 
you know, heal and like, I can do it. It'll make me stronger. And like, people think that they're weak if they decide they have to go on like medication, for example, Mm -hmm. or reach out to like a therapist, a psychologist, or like your doctor. Whereas like, in the reality, like, you're being selfless and you're being stronger by reaching out to those professionals and by doing the things that might make you uncomfortable because one you're going to heal yourself so much like more quickly because like that is their purpose like they're there to help you second of all obviously when someone's struggling with like an eating disorder or mental health or anything you're not your best self and you're not your best self for other people around you which can be very hard and when I was in like a very not a very good place earlier this year and um when I actually started like medication for anxiety, my mom sat me down and she was like, Emily, I know you don't want to do this, but it's starting to affect other people around you. And like, that's not okay. And I had to make like a big decision that I'm not being weak by doing this. I'm being strong Mm -hmm. and I'm being strong for my family and doing this will make me, you know, will help heal me and will help be a better version of myself for others around me. So by going out and doing those hard things and reaching out for help, you are actually, you know, you're doing something for yourself, but also for your friends, for your family, for your loved ones around you as well. So I think that's something really important that people need to remember. Yeah. Like if you are able to, and if you have like the means to like seeking professional help, I think is like the best thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, I think too, there's, there's so many amazing resources for people who um, don't necessarily have the means to be professionals, there are free resources for that. And um, there are people that you can approach to, to get those resources. And that's probably, that was the hardest part for me was just reaching out to someone and mm-hmm. being like, yes, I have an eating disorder and I have these problems that I need help. And I think that's so important to, I still have so many things that I'm working on all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, it never ends. <laughs> yeah, and it's not to say that there's so much wrong with us that we always need to work through it, but like we can always be better. Exactly. And, yeah. And right now, even though I'm like out of my eating disorder and all that stuff, I'm still working on gaining more consistency. And I'm working on, you know, eating fuller dinners so that I'm not eating ex- excessively at night. Mm-hmm. Um, love to eat at night <laughs> yeah. even like watching movies I'm like give me yeah always working on like regulating that a little bit too mm-hmm. I feel like we can't yeah. talk about this for like ever I feel like it's a topic that can lead into many other things mm-hmm. so I want to say thank you for yeah. coming on and you know, sharing these things because obviously it's, it's hard to be vulnerable and but we found and like I hope you found this to be a bit therapeutic um it's always good to like get our inner thoughts just like out mm-hmm. there and like be able to relate to people yeah and like people have come to us being like thank you so much like this part in this episode really resonated with yeah. me so hopefully I'm sure people will reach out to you or us saying that you know something that you brought today really helped them yeah um but before we go was there any like last like thing you wanted to close off with any advice just any inspiration insights anything at all (laughs) (laughs) I think if I could impart any amount of wisdom I would say let people in let people know what you're going through there is it 
if there is someone who's like, you're a burden on me with this, that's probably not someone you want in your life anyways. But um, no one is ever going to feel like you're a burden if you're, you know, confiding in them. You're yeah, going yeah. To help and support. You deserve that support and you deserve that love. And, um, and you also deserve to know that you're loved. So mm-hmm. please let people in, seek help if you need to, talk to your friends. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a huge part of it for me. But um, I do hope people reach out. I hope people feel like they are able to, because I think that's so important. So please do reach out if you feel like you need to, or if anything I said resonated with you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think like, it's so important to let people in in any way. And mm-hmm. I mean, over the years, like the more that I surround myself with people that make me happy, the more that I'm happy. And then the less I think about all the negative things because I'm filling myself and filling my mind with like all the positive happy yeah. things. So yeah, I think it's, it's all about bringing in more of what makes you happy. And as a result, the less important negative things will slowly begin to like fade in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but thanks for coming on today. That was a really nice conversation and chat. And I feel like a lot of people will be able to resonate with it, or at least like, um, kind of like know that they're not alone and be able to mm-hmm. seek help and stuff. So yeah, we'll link your health and wellness account down below so that people can check you out and yeah thanks for joining us that was really fun and thank Thank you you. everyone for listening we hope that you enjoyed and we'll see you next or we'll talk to you next week Bye. bye